Welcome to Athletes to Entrepreneurs, the Alumni Journey. I'm Rob Finkelstein, founder and CEO of Alumni Direct, where we've created a platform where athletes and other alumni can network and connect in one centralized location and just really play off of each other on that affinity relationship. And this show is all about, I interview former collegiate professional athletes and I talk about um, their transition out of sports and their success that they have. Ultimately, it's all about teaching aspiring athletes that there is life after sports. Really excited today. Now, this is number three. This is my third Richmond Spider. We've got Mark Thompson. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing well, Rob. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. So Mark played uh, football, as I mentioned, at uh, Richmond. Uh, he also uh, played a, a little while in the CFL. And then after that, he kind of got into um, uh, human the human resources space, and he's going to talk all about that. And then ultimately today, he's still doing that, but he's the founder of the Career Transformation Academy. So uh, Mark, I always like to talk about um, growing up playing sports. So how did that shape you leading up into college? Well, uh, I think football itself, and I started around nine years old. And at that age, you know, it was fun. It was fun to play around with my friends in the yard and stuff like that. And you didn't know what it could do for you. But I always had my father always say that, you know, you can use football to get you a lot of places. Now, I didn't know what that meant because I just wanted to play. I just wanted to go out <laughs> in the front yard and hit people. <laughs> but I was good at it. Uh, but lo and behold, as I look at myself today, every step and every year that I was engaged in football, it taught me a piece of leadership. It taught me what teamwork was. It taught me, uh, you know, how to really be passionate about something, but also leave yourself in the field in the moment of, of what you're doing, um, how you're playing, how your attitude is, your adjustment, your mental toughness. Every piece of that is, I think, is an important piece of life that a lot of people don't get to experience. So football from the age of nine all the way to 20 something years later, uh, even coaching football um, really showed a lot of life lessons and values that helped me today. Uh, so every piece of my life as being a father, as being a manager, being a leader in the community. Um, I look back to football as my foundation, and I'm pretty sure most um, most uh, uh, programs, it's always faith, family, football. You know, that's kind yeah. of the foundation of what the root of most sources are. But you take that and you can expand that into your own life, and that becomes a solid foundation to growth and just leadership. So that's, that's yeah. what's really pretty much given me and taught me. Oh, that's great. I mean, I, it's... Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of good uh, uh, nuggets on just uh, just everything that you know the development of the athlete skill set and all that you just you touched mm -hmm. on there. So, uh, did you dream about being a professional athlete when you were growing up? If so, what sport? Uh, I did not. Uh, okay, <laughs> I really. This is kind of tying to my story because uh, I really feel like I was I was given the talent to be good at football for a reason to get me to where I am today. My my parents, my family, all my friends believed I was going to the NFL. I could care less about going to the NFL. I just like playing football. I didn't watch football. I don't even have an NFL team, but I had passion. I really liked to play the game. Um, and the crazy thing about it, I was just good at it. I, I didn't watch Lawrence Taylor. I didn't watch anybody, but I would get on the field. I knew how to read coverages. I know how to read the guards. I knew how to drop back as a linebacker. I know how to play both sides. To this day, I can play both sides of the field. I'm an NFL analyst of the game. Um, but it really was just it, it was kind of crazy that it was a talent that was in me because it was going to help me get other things in life. Um, it was also going to help me support other people in life. And I think my skill set has been a true testament to how I've impacted a lot of lives, a lot of youth. I've, I coached Little League football for seven years. 
the impact I've given to those kids and the leadership that I poured into them, um, they're all in college. They're playing ball somewhere or they're just being leaders in the community. And that's the same thing we were taught at Richmond that I've just carried that on. I, I was purposely put on this earth to give back to someone and learn what I had to go through in my life to give it back to, to someone else. I, I love that. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Give it, give it back there. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I did some coaching myself at the, at the, at the, the youth level too, with my mm-hmm. son. It's a, uh, it's, it's very rewarding. So um, once you get to college, it, this is something that's big. And, and we talk about mm-hmm. uh, on the various podcasts is um, was there, when you were at Richmond, was there education besides just like the, maybe the one day workshop, but um, teaching athletes across all the sports there about life after sports and uh, talk about like when you were there and also if not then, because I, I know, you know, both of us have been out of school for mm-hmm. a while, maybe, you know, if you know what they're doing today. I know today they do have a lot more uh, of this in their program. Um, I mentor a young gentleman now, Jabril Hayes, uh, who is a part of the team. I think he's going to his red shirt senior year now. Um, and I ask him a lot, what's going on? What is the program like? What are you guys getting fed? I think during the pandemic, they were given a lot of resources, skill sets, uh, LinkedIn profile information. There's a lot of course career decision making skills that they're trying to teach them right now, which it was not there. <laughs> when we were in school, yeah. you know, we didn't have a lot of social media networking. It was about getting a resume and then loading it. I think at the time it was Monster. If you had a Monster yeah. account, I don't think Monster even exists anymore. Um, no. But now LinkedIn is the major platform um, that they're using. But, um, it, you know, it is one of those things like, man, I wish someone would have just taken me and said, hey, this is how you network. This is how you market yourself. You need to be involved in these events, these programs or talk to these people. Or also just sitting down and getting my mindset together because football is one way of life. But football is not just going to get you a job just because you played for Richmond. So I now have to use my actual skills, you know, my transferable skills, my leadership skills, uh, you know, communication skills all together to be able to talk to people and actually uh, get into a position where I feel like I can thrive. And I think those are the things that are being taught to some of these students today. Uh, In some places, they're not, but mostly at, at Richmond today, they're being set up for success, and I and I appreciate seeing that and learning from from the program. What I'm seeing going on, yeah, that's great. And I I think you know more schools are, are realizing it's just mm-hmm. it's important. That's some of the things that that we're doing. Um, we're trying to put together kind of a, a team of of resource partners across mental health and financial advisors mm-hmm. and career services, NIL branding, like like it, trying to bring a lot of that to these athletes. Because I think what happens mm-hmm. too is um, not only with the current athletes, but a lot of times there's alumni athletes that didn't have that, uh, they kind of look back and wish they did. I've talked to a couple of people on some other podcasts and say, man, I would wish I had a four week workshop or semester that I had to take right. as an athlete that would have prepared me better for a uh, transition out of sports. So one of the things you just mentioned, um, which was a good segue for me was, uh, mm-hmm. talking about networking, connecting and, and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's so important. Um, g- give us some, your thoughts on it and, and also, um, the importance of doing it while you're still playing. It's huge. Um, It's really, really huge because you never know who can give you that next shot. You never know if there's an opportunity out there that could be aligned to what your goals and visions are. So networking, learning, um, I think mentorship is huge as well. All of that to me, I think I combine both of those when it comes to that. And I think as athletes today, it's important to really start connecting the dots or actually creating these pipelines to success by reaching out to folks. Um, uh, Some of the folks I talked to today, friends, family, whatever, I tell them, hey, you need to connect with three different people every week. 
just to see what they know, see who they are. Where is it that you want to go? And what you kind of find is that there's some uh, things that you'll find out is that you already have it in you by talking to somebody. I mean, say you want to be a VP and you talk to a VP and the VP is like, well, this is what I did to get there. You're like, wait, I already did that. I'm already a VP. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these, these are the kind of skills that you start to learn about it or you see what it takes. So you see the certifications, you see the knowledge that is required for you to get and excel to the next level. And then you create some success. And I think that also creates confidence when you're networking with different people and just learning, it's pretty much an education space without taking a course. You're getting it from somebody firsthand of seeing where they're being, because there's always somebody that's been where you've been. So all these roads you're trying to think of is not new, especially when you think about the workplace, you think about corporate America, you think about even in entrepreneurship, people have been in your shoes um, and they've navigated that. So why not get the, you know, the advantage of learning from somebody and, and networking through the, you know, any platform you can, or just talking to anybody about what it takes. Yeah, that's great. It's it's so important. And especially uh, uh, like all along the way, I talk about it, even starting when you're in high school, I mean, you're right. You know, you've got your friends and the, you know, the parents of friends and, and it's just important. I, I love what you said about, you know, do, you know, uh, kind of making it a goal to do like you know, three a week, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's important. I, I think people, uh, yeah, I was talking to one uh, former agent or not, not a former agent, agent. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about former players and the importance of doing while they're still playing, while they're relevant. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, I, I understand, you, you know, you're at the top of your game, focus on your sport, but just always be open to, to, to doing that. So um, let's talk a little bit about... Um, uh, alumni engagement. And, and this is something mm-hmm. obviously with alumni direct, that's important to us. So right. talk about, uh, when you were at Richmond, uh, you know, was there like a, a push for alumni athletes to come back? Um, and not just for the, the homecoming games mm-hmm. and things like that, but to actually, you know, work with the athletes and help them out. Well, I think with today's society, it, it's changed tremendously. Like yeah. we have been contacted a lot. And I think back then it was kind of, you know, again, social media is creating all these different avenues for people to come back. You know, back in the nineties, it was, (laughs) you know, you played football, you left, you came back, you came back. Or, you know, if a new coach was there, you didn't know him. It was hard to connect with newer coaches. Whereas today, you know, we know the new coach. There's, there's, there's emails, there's information sent out. We actually have group me posts with all the former athletes, maybe in football and then also within other sports as well that keep those connections. So it definitely wasn't, as big as it is now, but I'm proud to see it because I'm able to give back. I'm able to be a part of giving back. I'm able to join hands, not only with the the folks that I graduated and played ball with, but with the other uh, players that we heard about. You know, it was kind of like listening to these legends of legacy uh, information on football from, from Richmond Spiders. And these folks that we're able to connect with, it kind of gives you that sense of pride. But, you know, the giving back aspect for me is what is, what is uh, huge. Uh, that we're able to give back to the University of Richmond and more of that stuff is just growing and growing. So, you know, not all the time you you have that opportunity to, to do it, but when we have and can find time, they've opened up pathways to choose what is comfortable for you at the time. Everybody has families, everybody has, you know, kids <laughs> running around doing certain things, but those doors are available for all of us to be a part of. So, yeah. No, that that's great. And I think more schools need to do that. I mean, is there, you know, it just kind of thought came across to me now, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're talking about alumni engagement kind of specific mm-hmm. back to the current students, but um, is there any kind of thing that like alumni to alumni type thing, you know, that, that you see? And I don't mean just from this, like a, like a alumni relations, but again, maybe making that same connection mm-hmm. where here you are and you've had success and, 
you know, maybe you've got some athlete that's been out for you know, four or five years. Is there any, uh, anything going that way? Only with, with what we've created on our own platform for, for Richmond. We have a, a, a football spiders group where we actually connect and we kind of just, hey, is anybody out there looking for a certain position in this area? We work with each other in that, but it's just our small group of folks. So, it, you know, as far as a formal platform um, that we wanted to get created, you know, that's what we started on our own initiative. I was invited to be a part of that group. We still have our group right now. Uh, some of the performer professional football players are in the same group. Um, but that's the closest I've seen as far as alumni, alumni. And then there is the mentorship program. So these are still working with the current athletes. But right. I plan on continuing to work with with my mentee uh, after he graduates as well. Uh, you know, for you know, I think that's the importance of it. You know, you just don't do a mentorship for a year. Right. And for me, it's a lifetime. If you want to sign on with me, I'm going to work with you after you graduate so we can actually keep that connection and help you build. Yeah, no, that that, that makes yeah. sense. Let's talk a little bit about uh, NIL name, image, likeness, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a controversial topic, but I mean, it, more mm-hmm. and more, it, it's prevalent. So, um, give me your thoughts, uh, both positive and uh, negative. I would say positive. Uh, I actually did my thesis on that, and that's how I graduated from Richmond <laughs> back in back in nine. I think it was uh, two thousand. We actually uh, had a sports program, but they got rid of it that year. Uh, and that's what we talk about, paying athletes. And we thought in, in thoroughly about, you know, what it takes to be an athlete and what we don't receive as an athlete. And just looking at us going out into the field and providing these opportunities, you know, at a smaller school like Richmond, we didn't really make any money. We knew that there was no really money, no money made. But when you think about these larger schools who really are capitalizing on that, it was important. Now, today I see it. It's worth it. I'm like, these kids are getting paid. They're going to school. They're happy. They don't have to worry about anything besides football, school. Money's taken care of. I had $30 in my pocket every month. (laughs) (laughs) I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner and taking some back to my dorm room. So I appreciate that. But I think the negative spin on it now is – you can leave and go to any school you want to at any time. So for these kids that are hungry and playing high school ball now, um, my fear is that they don't get the opportunity to make it to a school or make it to a D1 type caliber school because now I can just transfer somebody from over here that's a junior and fulfill my my roster versus I want to develop this young kid who has the talent to be great. So it's going to be a lot harder for these high school kids to get into to, to, to school um, with the transfer rules and also these possible opportunities to get more money with these NILs. So um, I think that's my, my take on it. I don't know what's going to happen with NCAA. I, I got a feeling that something's going to change it. But um, kudos to all those kids getting that, that money. Um, they're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> millionaires before they even get out of college. I would stay in college for six years. I'm, I'm going to find a way to get <laughs> eligibility for six years, but it's an incredible uh, way to start off life. I think so. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I there's, I also have a, a, another podcast I do. It's called NIL for you. And we mm-hmm. talk all about more on the education side. And I think that's where the, I guess some of the negative is just that there needs to be more education. And just, mm-hmm. to, just, you know, financial literacy, Hey, you know, guess what? Yes. You're setting up a business and, and you got to pay taxes. And, you know, you hear some of these stories that, uh, that are, you know, unfortunately, you know, kids missing out because they just didn't know their thing or their family didn't know. Um, right. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and I also think there's more now, uh, more people getting opportunities, 
across different sports. Um, it's not just the major sports. I mean, they're all the stories yes, we typically hear right. about are, are like you said, the million dollars, but there are uh, some positive stories and NIL for good people give it back and all that. So, uh, it's an interesting yeah. topic and it'll get continue to grow. So let's talk about, um, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, transitioning out of sports. So, uh, mm-hmm. talk about your transition from, uh, college to the CFL and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll, we'll cover the, the, the next chapter after that. Gotcha. So, um, from college, uh, CFL actually, uh, it, you know, I heard of the CFL, but I was actually training for the NFL. So when I graduated, uh, it was 2003, I was training in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I forgot the program I was under, but we were there for about two or three months getting ready for the combine. Uh, we had a personal combine at Richmond and, um, I was an undersized linebacker compared to back then. You know, linebackers were 250, <laughs> 250 plus. But now a linebacker, 230 is good. That's where I was. I was like 230, 225. <laughs> I wish I was <laughs> today. I would still be a linebacker, right? Yeah. But um, the transition from there was just like, that was the goal. You know, let's try to get to the NFL. Let's try to get there. And my agent said, hey, I got an opportunity for you in the CFL. Let's try it. You know, combine, I didn't do so good because I, I gained all this weight trying to be big. So I'm working in a, in a weight that I'm not familiar with. So I was not mobile as I wanted to be. Um, but I got back down to my playing weight and tried out for the CFL. And sometimes with those transitions, if getting into sports and being in a professional sports is all about timing. It's timing and it was opportunity. It was there. There were some injuries that happened that actually afforded me an opportunity in the shot. And they were expecting me to fail uh, while I was there during the during the preseason. And one of the things about uh, learning at Richmond is that you got to learn your 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 education and you have to learn football just at the same at the same high level. Uh, so the expectation of understanding what to do, how to do it, uh, the plays, it was easy to me. It was so easy that I got the position, I earned my spot, and then they also taught me five other positions. <laughs> so I became my own uh, utility knife of knowing five positions every game in the CFL for the first year. And um, it was quite an experience. It was very uh, a, a real drastic experience as far as not drastic. It was a great experience, but it was drastic as far as how to move socially within the confines of being a 23 year old in a professional atmosphere. Now, that's the thing no one teaches you how to navigate. I'm just going in there thinking I know what I'm doing. I've been playing football for fun. Now you're playing football to get paid as a professional. So even like thinking about it from a workplace, you need to engage as an employee of this company, not just have fun. And that was the things that weren't, you know, put up front to have that understanding. You're just learning how to be a professional uh, for the first time. You're learning how to navigate a brand new country, pretty much in Canada to learn how to live in my own place, in my own space without anybody's input, not my parents or anybody to help me. So um, going from that uh, taught me a lot. It also was a learning experience. But now, you know, not having a plan, it's like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing after football. So after football, what's next for me? I have no idea. Um, and this is sometimes where things come to you if you're in the right position. Um, you know, jobs, opportunities. I got to put myself out there. I got to do something. So I put my resume out uh, on Monster, which is old school. <laughs> and uh, definitely it gave me an opportunity to, to be found. And once I was found, I landed an opportunity uh, in HR. Now, one funny thing about that, I think we were talking about that earlier, how I got into HR. I did tell my mom at age 13, she was in HR. She was a purchasing manager over a company. She said, what are you going to do when you grow up? 
I said, I'm going to be in HR making more money than you with my own desk. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how I was going to get there. And she was like, really? I said, yes, I'm going to make way more money than you, have my own desk, and I'm going to work from home. I told her that at age 13, forgot about it, went through college and everything. And that's what I've been doing ever since I got out of, out of uh, playing that, football. That, that's, that, that's crazy. <laughs> now, after, after playing, um, you know, like playing football you know, for a long time, you started seeing you were mm-hmm. nine when you started. How was it to all of a sudden be done with that and now be, you know, I, I guess we always say the real world. It's not the real world. It's yeah. so sports, but you know what I mean? Like, what, how was that transition out? It's a battle, you know, it's a battle because, you know, sometimes football can make you feel like you need to be validated by someone somewhere. You had these crowds, you had these uh, people who are admiring your skills on a football field. And now you're sitting in a cubicle talking to people about benefits and, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> payroll and pension claims and things of this nature. It's like, wow, I was just adored at one moment. I was using my athletic skills and ability to really get people excited about this, a part of a team in that manner. And now um, I'm in a corporate setting. So now what you do, I mean, this, this is something I tell people all the time. There are transferable skills in everything that you do. I'm taking football now and transferring that to be the best I can be in this corporate setting. And I think this is what helped me actually excel into leadership a lot faster than some of my colleagues, a lot faster than a lot of people in a normal space because I wasn't afraid. I had the mental toughness. Nothing worried me down uh, in a workplace. And we had to work 12 hour days some days. Okay. Yeah. I had to do mat drills at six o'clock in the morning with 20 degree weather (laughs) with barely any clothes on working out, you know, with sweat, tears, blood, everything. Like if you can do that, I can definitely work in this context. You know, I can definitely work as a manager. I can do anything at this point because I built the skill sets, not only from a mental space, but now how to organize my day. College teaches you that, especially if you're an athlete. You know, you got to get up at six and work out. You got to be at breakfast check. You got to have class check. You have to schedule your naps so you can actually be efficient for the next time. Go watch film, do practice. After practice, watch more film, eat dinner, study, repeat every day. <laughs> and those are the things I think that prepares me. It's like, wow, this is corporate life and my life is real simple compared to what you learn as an athlete. Um, and I think those are really good benefits to, to the structure of my life. Uh, absolutely. So maybe give, give a couple, like um, just a few keywords of advice to athletes. Um, you know, cause, cause it is a major issue today. I mean, you, know, mm-hmm. you, you were fortunate, but a lot of athletes really struggle whether it be mental right. health or financial literacy, th- different things to that nature, you know, whether it's as a collegiate mm-hmm. athlete or a professional athlete. So g- give a few words of advice of, of how they should approach that transition out of sports. I would say um, mentorship is important. Um, get help, not, not get help from a way that you think you need help or you're struggling. Just always have somebody in your corner. Um, I, even myself, like I said, leaving and transitioning school, I didn't know who to talk to. But there were people to talk to. I just didn't reach out. I didn't know I was supposed to reach out. But I would always say that having somebody in your corner and a program like yours as well is important to these athletes to know that there is somebody that you can reach out to, that you can speak to, you can learn from and be educated on what your future could be. That, That was a missing piece for me. And it took me longer, but my length was important for me to be able to give back today. So um, I would say that that always have your hand reaching out and because you're not in this alone. We've all been through it. 
and support is there for you. I think you can always uh, reach back. You can reach forward, whatever it is, there's somebody to actually give you the support you need. Okay. That, that's great. Great, great mm-hmm. advice there. And, and so now mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned this to Mark, so I didn't hit him up just like a, on a, <laughs> uh, on a surprise, but a couple, couple, a uh, couple quick fun thoughts here. So um, give advice to Mark Thompson as a freshman. What advice would you give him? As a freshman, I would say, um, keep your head up, stay confident, and also work harder. <laughs> work harder. <laughs> work harder and smarter because, uh, you know, you never know what you could produce at an earlier age. You know, I think confidence is one of those things that I would give to advice. Have that confidence. Learn how to be confident and learn what you can do as a leader, too. So. That's great. And OK, now now we're going to fast forward. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you tell senior Mark Thompson? <laughs> I would tell senior Mark Thompson that go get it. Be a go getter. Go out there and achieve. You learn. You've gone through ups and downs. Uh, don't be afraid to just jump head first and learn. So learn from your mistakes, learn from your failures and grow from that. So that would be my advice. Good deal. I mean, so we we got a refined product out there now, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so let's yeah. let's uh we'll we'll fast forward. So once you're out of CFL, the uh, Canadian Football League again, you got into the human resources space, which you've been in mm-hmm. for uh, for a long time now, and um, just maybe talk a little bit about that, and then ultimately how it led you to, although you're still doing, how it led to you to your company, which we'll we'll talk about in a couple minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's, I've been in only three companies in my entire life. Um, that's uh, Fidelity Investments and um, Cisco and then now Panasonic. And each one of those were different layers of growth that got me you know, further into my career, climbing up the corporate ladder. Uh, and each one of them taught me valuable lessons, but all of them also helped me network with some incredible people. Um, I think that is some of the, some of the folks that I've worked with over those years. I'm still in contact with them today. Um, I've watched not only you say Richmond from all of these companies, people grow. Uh, I love looking at LinkedIn and seeing the growth of <laughs> people I used to work with. Uh, and now we're all VPs. We're all directors. We're all, you know, CEOs. We're all EVPs. We're something in the ladder because we had the same mindset. And, and I think that's an important piece that I've gotten is I, I kept myself around people with the same mindset, the same growth mindset and people who wanted to be not necessarily great, but successful. Uh, and then didn't mind sharing that information with other folks as well. They weren't selfish as well. So that teamwork uh, uh, mindset, I will say um, the leadership and then also just the compassion uh, to give back. Those are the type of people I surrounded myself with. And I've seen that in every scope and every job and every position. And I think that's been a piece of, of support, but also helped me to propel into the career I am today. That, that's great. And, and mm-hmm. I guess th- this is important, too. So be, being that you're mm-hmm. in the in human resources, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about um, companies want to hiring uh, hire athletes. Uh, so talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that uh, from your perspective. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, when I talked about mental toughness earlier, I talked about people having that 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 uh, regiment of knowing how to schedule a day. I tell people right now, college is not about education. It is about you being able to do four years and being consistent in those four years. If I'm in a company right now, I look at you, I see your degree. You've been consistent. You've graduated. You've actually learned how to go to work day in and day out, perform and come out successful. Um, that is a huge and important piece when it comes to hiring 
uh, a person. I love to see it on a resume. If you've been an athlete or a college athlete or something, you know what it takes uh, to go day in and day out through a schedule, through a process, and also go through adversity. Um, this is some of the major things that happens every day at a job. And some people aren't familiar with what that looks like. Um, change happens. If you have been in a company, change is going to happen. You can work on a project for six months and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're no longer doing that project. We're doing something else. Are you able to handle that? And I think athletes are ready uh, to face those type of challenges because it is, you know, you have sudden change, especially when you're on football, uh, basketball and any type of sport like that. But you always are going to run in some type of adversity that that you need to be prepared for. And that comes with a lot of mental toughness and just, you know, uh, uh, being better to organize yourself to be prepared for stuff that a lot of flexibility uh, in your personality, but also in your in, in how you organize your day. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll, so I'll tell you what. That's you know, it's been a common theme about um, hiring athletes, and Mark just gives some mm-hmm. great things there of of what to you know. As an athlete, you've got a skill set and you got the DNA, and people you know mm-hmm. want to hire you. So don't don't feel like when that time is up and you're you're done that you're you know you're Mark the football player, you're Rob the right. runner, or baseball player. <laughs> you're a person, and you got a lot of years ahead of you. And, and Mark just talked about all the great things that uh, companies look for mm-hmm. in hiring athletes. So to definitely encourage you that there's, there's a, a lot, uh, a lot to look for out there. So now, um, you know, you're, you're still doing that, but you also decided to put on the entrepreneurial hat, uh, yep. something that, that mm-hmm. I, I've done myself as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. you're the founder of the career transformation Academy. So tell us about some of the things that you're doing there and ultimately how people can find you. Yes. Yes. So I'll start off careertransformationacademy.com. Just go on there right now. You can book a session uh, with me, with the interview expert. So what we do with this program is basically we're doing a full program with mentors, with career coaches, with life coaches, with recruiting experts, where we're going to look at your profile, look at your DNA, help you with your career mindset um, from top to bottom to see where you want to be. And from there, we're going to try. Basically, I have a course that helps you scale to tailoring your resume to showing you how to network effectively and then also how to ace the interview. And every piece of my course actually walks you through step by step on how to be great. Pretty much. We want you to be successful and confident. And then basically, when you get to that space of where you're interviewing without a doubt. You're not shy. You're not scared. Your head is held high. You have on the right clothes. I mean, it is everything you would think about when it comes to having an interview um, at any level. So whether you're a college grad, whether you're career transitioning, but primarily uh, we do want uh, college graduates to be a part of this program because it is an important central piece to understand what you need to be successful in this space. And then once you get one job, it's rinse and repeat. Okay, how do you think about it for your next step? Because if you go from college graduate to VP, you probably got your own company. <laughs> I don't know if you'll get there, but just thinking about it in, in different spaces, this program is built for you to learn, have the mindset to continue to build this and take these steps for a lifetime. And, and we, we're really motivated behind it uh, and really want to push this for people to be successful, but to know how to be successful when they see a job opportunity available. Oh, that that's great. And and so where like where are you pushing out? I mean, who's your your target audience? 
Right now, um, it has just started, so we're in the beta phase. So I am targeting. I mean, we are targeting college graduates right now. Uh, they graduate every year, so this is the perfect season. Pretty sure folks are graduating at the end of the year, uh, uh, probably next week. I don't know. This, the college graduating season is crazy right about now. But in May, we do it again. So we'll continue to push during December and May timeframes, and in the in-between time, um, I'm getting contacted daily by folks who, you know, they need support on just, hey, I want to switch jobs. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's next. Let us help you. Um, military folks, they want transition assistance. I just got out of the military. I'm trying to get back into the corporate world. We can help you with that. Um, and eventually I want to scale into executive support as well. So every facet of, of the job and any career face that you want to get into, we help with those skills. We help you with your transferable skills. We can help you with whatever it is that you need to feel confident, but also be secure in how to navigate, you know, job career searching, job strategies, uh, and, and, and landing that job. I mean, and when I say landing that job, I mean your dream job, the one that you feel comfortable with and then fulfilled with as well that definitely helps your family uh, feel provided for and you feel happy. Uh, that, that sounds great. I mean, definitely everybody got to check out Mark and check out the uh, <laughs> Career Transformation Academy. And uh, th this has been great. I think it you know, hit the alumni <laughs> side, of course. You got to get get it out to the <laughs> Richmond folks. Make sure they're they're, <laughs> yeah. they're starting there. You, you know, a little yeah. competition with Delaware, but you might you might uh, get get some of us <laughs> as well. Uh, but yeah. uh, this is this has been great. You can you can find us at alumnidirect.com and mm -hmm. uh, look at the you know go find the, the show is on our YouTube channel, Alumni Direct uh, Athletes Entrepreneurs the Alumni Journey. Uh, you could also uh, find it across all different podcast networks. You can find us on Instagram and, and I guess X now. And uh, But I encourage people because we just have such great content and there's a lot of issues with athletes transitioning out of sports. Mm -hmm. and, you know, having great people on like Mark and some of these other shows that we've had, we really want to make a positive impact and help as many people as we can. So uh, Mark, again, this has been great. We really appreciate your time. I really appreciate, appreciate you, Rob. And um, definitely go Blue Hands. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Go spiders. Yeah. yeah. All righty. <laughs>